Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, guys and gals. Today I'll be talking about this one of these independent, um, very low-budget horror movies called Looney in the Woods. And um, well, it's it's horror, it's com, it's mostly more comedy than horror, kind of like trauma style. And I think trauma is the one that picked this movie up. Um, this movie is not not a lot of people don't like this movie. Usually, most people don't like these on camera style movies. But um, I kind of like it for what it was. I kind of like it because of the of the killer Looney, because the the killer did play his role, Looney in the woods. He was Looney, he acted Looney, he acted crazy, and I liked it. But the movie's going to drag most of it to talking, you know? And, um, you know, it's about these young young people, you know? And this is a European movie from the UK. You can just tell. You got this exercise fitness instructor, and he, he's like a real dick, you know? And he has a bunch of people, his friends, and his brother, who's kind of like, kind of like mechanical looking. And this is the reason why he's mechanical. You can just tell when it gets towards the end of the movie. They go in the woods. The instructor guy, you know, he wants to get with the blonde girl, and the blonde brought her friend over, and the, the his her best friend kind of like the guy who, who's kind of like mechanical acting. Like you got a guy who's like a butcher, uh, one of his um one of the lady who's like the tough lady, and in the woods, you know, mo- mostly camping, acting silly a little bit, and um as the movie progresses and moves on, you know, move a little fast forward, you start seeing the loony. And he start killing them one by one, and I kind of like the like the low budget kill scenes. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if you're a fan of horror movies and you want to do your own thing, you know you you gotta pay respect to respect to that. And I thought the movie was a decent watch. I thought it was alright, but I thought the guy who played the Looney Killer lived up to the character, and I thought he was really good and really likable. And it does have a little twist at the end though, but um, it's nothing fancy, nothing fancy or anything. But it was alright. Looting the woods, I say check it out. Definitely give it a chance. Hey guys and gals, today we talk about the movie Lady Terminator. Um, I remember seeing this move, this cover, I mean not the movie, a long time ago. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to check it out at the time. But it, it came on later on cable and I was able to catch it. And I was like, you know what, let me check this movie out. And um, I checked it out and I'm like, damn, I knew it was going to be a Terminator ripoff, but... I just gotta say something. It's a pretty good Terminator ripoff. Highly fucking enjoyable, man. If you want action and blood and death, this movie delivers. I mean, I don't know the kill counts on this movie, but I wonder if the kill counts on Lady Terminator is more than the first Terminator movie. Because this woman could kill like a motherfucker. And while the Terminator had a sci fi route, Lady Terminator, this ripoff has like a supernatural horror element action route to it. 
It's about the legend of the Sea Queen. I don't know if you watched these movies from Indonesia. They talk about the Sea Queen myth- mythos. Um, they use that mythos about the Sea Queen killing guys when she's screwing them. And this and this guy that pleased her took her life force, like her vital life force, and turned it into a knife. And it's weak, and and the Sea Queen kind of cursed the man. Saying that I'll go after your granddaughter like 100 years or 1,000 years later. And then 1,000 years later comes by. You get this woman who wants to discover like the sea about the legend and stuff. And um, she gets captured by the by the sea queen. You know like in spiritual form. And then possess her body. And she became like this Terminator type of character. And she decided to go on a killing spree. To go after for her revenge to kill the granddaughter of of the man that she l- likes, they took a vital life force li- life force as revenge. Meanwhile, you got this police officer that goes goes with the lady to protect her to fight the evil sea queen, and the sea queen that possessed the woman, you know, pretty much. She it's like it's like every most of the scenes you might recognize in the re- re- original Terminator, so they ripped that o- scene off. But it's like they make the movie their own by adding extra elements to it. I mean, not only like the horror elements to it, but it's like the way they set it up, man. I mean, you have to see this movie to believe it. I mean, you see a trailer on YouTube, and you you understand what I'm talking about. But but this movie does not disappoint. You know, like the action, the horror elements there, and you like beautiful naked women, especially the woman, especially the villain in this movie, the one that sh- that the villain possessed the woman's body. Oh my God, what a attractive, stunning body she got, bro. I mean, hey, I'm just saying. I mean, you guys like to look at naked chicks. I mean, come on, this delivers. And you know, if she gets injured, you know, she needs she needs to have sex to um kill the guys. You know, like I guess she eats their penises out with her vagina. You know, um, it's like remember the Terminator movie when Arnold Schwarzenegger had like the red laser eyes with the tracking device. In this movie, it's similar. You don't see tracking device, but the way she sees the people in this movie, the villain. It's like you just see red blurry, like red blurriness. That's all you see, and you know you also got the sink scene, kind of like mimics the Terminator movie, the first one. It's like it's just shot by shot, and they, like I said, there's extra scenes that you they make it their own also. But all in all, um, good movie. I I really fucking enjoyed it. Everything is there. I mean, if you want action, you want horror, you want nudity, it delivers. Check it out. Peace, guys. See you later. Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. And by the way, I really gotta get a poster of this because I really love this cover. Anyway, um, one of the viral mentioned that this was actually a, originally a double feature with Billy the Kid meets Dracula. But it's not a double feature on this one, it's actually Lady Frankenstein with this movie. And by the way, I did actually enjoy that crappy movie, Billy the Kid meets Dracula. It was kind of cheesy, but that's another story. But anyway, we're gonna talk about Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. Now, it takes place in Mexico, south of the border, and um, pretty much Frankenstein's daughter lives, lives in Mexico because she can't go back to Europe because of some illegal issues, you know, she's a bad doctor, and then she wants to continue her father's experiment in Mexico, she started experimenting with, with these um, villagers, you know, which was mentioned in the storyline, with one of the sons being dead and the family's kind of concerned that this house is evil, the woman is evil, and her assistant. And the daughter, Juanita, 
getting pissed off, like, what the hell's going on, we gotta stop, all you know, some kind of shit like that. Anyway, you got Jesse James and his assist and his project assistant, the big muscle dude, and um, they're supposed to rob a bank, you know, robbery, loss to make some money. The robbery did not went well, so they were on the run because the Jesse James, best assistant friend of Jesse James, died. You know, like he didn't die; he got shot, but he was about to die. You know, so they someone called Juanita and her family, and Juanita is going to help them out to take him to to the doctor. Jesse did not do not want to go to a professional doctor, so Juanita had no choice to introduce them to Frankenstein's daughter, and Frankenstein's daughter kind of take care of. Jesse James' friend, friend's wound, heal his bullet wound, but um, Frankenstein had other plans for it. But Jesse James' friend, because since he was a muscular guy, he was good health, then he let him heal, and of course, she's gonna make him to the to the new Frankenstein. Um, yeah, see, I'm fast forward the story. There's some subplots which is not really a big deal. It's like much of blubberish, you know, with the sheriff of the town and the guy who betrayed his brother to destroy Jesse James, to have like the money for himself like, you know, help the sheriff to get Jesse James down in Mexico trying to get him. But anyway, to fast forward the story, um, Jesse James had to fight his friend who had a new Frankenstein and, you know, they were able to destroy Frankenstein's daughter and the assistant. Because and then Frankenstein trying to kill his friend Jesse James and then anyone need to try to help them with the help of the sheriff, um, shit, I forgot about how the end of the movie ends, but you know what? I think it come, I think Juanita is actually the one that shot Frankenstein, you know, she had no choice, because she, he, Frankenstein was strangling Jesse James. But let's see if I'm right. Why not? This is out of print DVD anyway. There's the scene. There's the Frankenstein, she is lying on the head. And that's the Frankenstein's daughter. That's Sheriff actually hoping Jesse James out that he was captured. And this is the scene. Alright, so Frankenstein did kill Frank's daughter. Alright. Let me tell you guys, I want to see this movie one time only. And trust me, I do not want to go back except for reviewing it for you guys. Now they had kind of convinced him that, because you're trying to convince his friend that it's him, you know, but Frankenstein got the word applied to him, kill, 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 kill. It's the only thing he knows, you know. He can't do it. And of course, I was actually right, Juanita's the one that picked up the gun and shot him. There's no trivia about the woman in this movie. Um, I don't want to say what it is, but if you pick this DVD up, I will tell you what it is. But anyway, yep, that's my little commentary over over this movie. Hey guys and gals, today we talk about the movie Jacko. <laughs> I, you know what? It's funny. This is one of those movies I actually saw the cover for this movie, and I, I knew something wasn't right. You know, like I, I knew this movie was gonna be some some stupid shit. <laughs> Some real stupid shit, I mean. And I'm a fan of low-budget movies, you know, bad movies. And but this movie, man, I mean, I would say the only thing saving for me for this movie. Let me save that part later. Anyway, the movie's about 
there's a prelude story to it. There's like, like in the 1915, they talk about this sorcerer who was evil. They lynched him, they hang him, and he plays a curse on the town by raising this demon. And the demon happens to be a pumpkin head. And um, the guy from 1915, like, he's telling his son, you know, stay with your mom. And he's going to pretty much go after the demon and stop him. Then you get to your present age. When the kid wakes up, it's pretty obvious that the kid's probably descendants from that family. And he starts having, like, dreams and flashbacks about what happened to his, about his fam, about his ancestor, how they stopped this demon. Meanwhile, you got this lady that comes, that moved into this town and befriended with the boy and befriended with the boy's family. And then you, there's movie progress. We, we get these young adults partying in the woods. Looking for the cemetery around the world, and they wake they wake up Jackal by disturbing his grave, pretty much. And Jackal raises from the grave, and of course, Jackals all go around town killing people. Now, I don't. It's mostly this movie just drags and drags, you know, with this with the boy having his visions, like his dreams, and the woman taking care, of, like they kind of way, like kind of watching the boy a little bit, and then the father and mother working on the garage to make a haunted house attraction like a cheap ass haunted house attraction the garage yeah dollar to see the show shit this is charged free now nah, it was for charity though so at least that was cool but uh, there's one thing good about this movie and i ain't gonna lie man like, you do have some tits in this movie but lena quingley's shower scene in this movie was awesome i would say it was one of the be- best shower scenes i've ever seen in a horror movie lena quingley when she does horror movies she takes one for the team man Nakedness on the line. You know, is this a longer version of that scene? Please send it, send it to me. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't blame me. I'm a, I'm a guy. Come on, I like that stuff. Nicolina Quinkley, who doesn't like that? Anyway, you got Jacko killing like young adults, killing these two old couples. There was a scene with this old lady, like like an older woman. She called her husband died. Like her, she saw her husband murdered, and she ran back into the house with the door open. So how about she had to get a weapon? She picked up the weapon and shit, and she fell on the rug and hit hit the knife on the toaster. All electrocuted. It was so stupid, man. And I know this movie cannot be seriously. I mean, I guess it might be a bad B movie, of course. And it's very low budget though. Um, as the movie progressed, the ladies are telling the family about the boy that they, they son's like the fifth bloodline. They'll have to stop Jacko. And Jack is pretty much going after the boy because he doesn't want the boy to kill him. So Jack is going to kill him back. And there's a scene where he kidnaps the boy and tells the boy going to your grave. Like he's, he's letting the boy know he got to go to the grave. And it's pretty much he's trying to, what the guy trying to do to Jacko. So Jack is going to do the same thing to, to his ancestor by burying him. And the father with the help of the old lady, I mean the older woman and his wife. And of course his wife went with him. They made a cross. Um, Jacko killed the the descendant of Jack of of the of the sorceress family that raised the demon, but Jack killed her, and then the father and the mother, and of course the son was able to come out the grave and help his parents battle Jacko. You know, um, oh no, like I say, this movie is just, is just a bad movie, man, bad horror movie. Uh, I mean, you can like it for what it is, like you know, it's just cheap bad B movie, but to me, I feel like this movie just drags mostly. And the kill scenes was simple kill scenes, like, like, Jack has a sick weapon, like the Green Reaper type of weapon, and that's how he kills people, you know. 
But I, I think the best high point in this movie is actually a naked Linda Quigley in the shower scene. To me, that was the high point of this movie, in my opinion. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. And have a happy Halloween next Saturday. It's Halloween Day. Perfect time to talk about this movie. <laughs> Hey guys and gals, today we're talking about Hunters of the Golden Cobra. And this is like one of those Italian exploitation flicks on, um, kind of like ripping off like Indiana Jones, I would say. But, um, to be honest, I didn't think it did all that kind, all that type of job, you know, like to be honest with you. I thought this movie was alright, you know, not the best, but I, I heard it get good reviews from some people, you know, but, you know, it's Italian exploitation, which you expect, you know, um, you have this prelude story about these two guys from 1945, these two British guys, I would say, going after the Japanese soldiers and stuff, find them in a camp. One of the Japanese soldiers is like a double agent, and he wanted the Golden Cobra for himself. And um, they, while the two British guys going after the, the Japanese agent, you know, going after him, they crash land into the jungle, and um, the other British soldiers had, had to leave him there because he had a parachute out. And he said he'll come back for him. While the other guy, while the Japanese soldier running with the Golden Cobra, he gets shot there by the tribes. The other guy gets injured. And uh, this white woman, Queen, I don't know, it kind of saved his life. So, and suddenly, I, I guess a year later probably, he was saved. And the British soldier that kind of like fly by and say he was going to come back for him. Becomes a police officer. And him and the guy that he worked with during World War II. Sent him to like the government officials, you know, to go on a mission to get the Golden Cobra. And you know, you get the guy, meets up with this beautiful woman with her scientist dad, and they end up going to, going to the island, like tribal island, like the jungles, to get the Golden Cobra while they come, come across bandits, tribe members, you know, and you do get your twist at the end, you know, who the, who the woman really is, and how she really is. Um, I don't want to ruin it, but I, I thought Hunters of the Golden Cobra was a decent watch. I mean, I seen better in this Italian exploitation ripoff films of the Indiana Jones style. You know, like Dinosaur Massacre Valley was good in my opinion. But I say give it, give it, give it a watch. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey, everyone! Today I was talking about the movie Hackle Latin, and I saw this movie one time, and I remember the movie was being so bad; it was as bad. That I had a hard time reviewing this fucking movie. See the movie a second time around, and I'm like, you know, maybe there's a soft spot for it for me now. The movie's about like this family, right? And you got this woman with three kids. She, her father's like a satanic worshiper, and she doesn't support him or support his cause. And there's a flashback story to it because the father of the woman. Mother just molested her on her wedding day, and of course gave her a son, and that son, her son is Tommy. Now, pretty obvious Tommy doesn't know that his grandpa is really his father. You know, it's pretty obvious when you see the flashback story. But grandpa also killed his daughter's husband. You know, and for the rest of her life, she was kind of depressed. She tried to keep her family together. Her youngest son becomes a cop. Her daughter kind of like the innocent type but you know she's more like hanging with her boyfriend and her friends and Tommy of course he's more hanging with his grandpa and becoming a devil worshipper 
Um, you got scenes like as the movie develops, people start dying, and you're gonna be wondering like who the killer is, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's one of those type of movies. You know, it could be the satanic grandpa that's the killer. It could be Tommy who idolizes grandpa. Maybe he's the killer. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they're not. You gotta watch watch this movie to find out. But there is a killer, and you'll be shocked who it is. It does have a twist as it develops. And um, the kill scenes are typical kill scenes. You know, shoulder to the head, pitchfork scene. Really, is nothing new. But the movie is, it's like a bad movie, it is a bad movie, but I fucking kind of like like it, you know? It really does have a cool fucking Halloween party scene too. I mean, think about it. Regular people go to a Halloween party, right? There's a scene where they have a Halloween party scene. You have a fucking stripper. Whoever has a stripper in the Halloween party, where, where there's guys and gals, like, celebrating Halloween, but they have a stripper in the middle. And after the strip scene, you have... A guy who comes out the party telling his friends, Hey, you seen the stripper? <laughs> you know? And he's not telling all these bad jokes. Pretty obvi obvious the guy is a comedian. And probably hired this comedian to be in this movie. He's not telling these bad jokes. It was so bad. Like, you have no choice but to laugh at it. You know? And I like how the actor's trying to la trying to do their fake laugh. You know? Then you have a woman dancing with a snake. So it has pretty cool... Some poor Halloween, poor, weird Halloween party moments, you know. Um, you guys seen when, when the sheriff made love with, I mean, the rookie police officer, officer, excuse me, made love with his sister's friend in the fucking cemetery. I'm like, damn, man, this is one fucking small family. I think Leatherface probably say, damn, fucking the cemetery? Even we won't do that shit, you know? Uh, Anyway, you have scenes like swashbuckling to satanic warships going at it. I don't know, no spoil. I'm gonna reveal who the second killer is, so let me just be careful. Or maybe it's the, or excuse me, I didn't mean it like that. Again, see the movie, you gotta understand what I'm saying. Um, it, it's, it's just like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's like, it's a typical movie, it's a simple movie to follow, but at the same time, it's like, what the fuck, you know? And you gotta love the fantasy rock scene too, when Tommy was listening to his rock music and he's fantasizing playing the guitar, and you got this black woman dancing. She was like doing the Vogue, you know? She was laser eyes and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Anyway, Hacko laughed and check it out. It does have a twist ending. Um, yeah, it's in the blood. I understand what that means. But yeah, check it out. Definitely for a good laugh. Peace, guys. See you later. What's up everyone, it's me DVD Movie Buffer, and I'm going to be talking about another movie. And I'm going to be talking about this movie called Graveyard Disturbance. And um, the best way to describe this movie is this. If you're a fan of Saturday the 14th or Saturday the 14th Strikes Back, I would say this movie has the same similar feel to it. It's a talent movie, definitely a talent, because it's pretty obvious it was directed by Laberto Bava. And I know he's a famous Italian director, so I think if he would be a few of his horror blocks here on my page. I don't know, you have to check. So many movies I've seen, right? Um, damn, it's like a bunch of kids, right? Young adults, I would say. And they stole some, you know, some food from the, from the market. 
So they won the one because of it, you know, playing around. These are kids. So they call that crash in the forest. And they wander around this um, crypt. So they spotted so the spot this guy. And the guy gave them a challenge. Like, they wanted to place a bet to go spend a night or one day in the crypt. So these kids went to the crypt. And just to, just to win the prize, you know, like gold, jewelry, you know. And while they're um, in the crypt, they wander around the cemetery like a dungeon, like a catacombs, running around, and they see zombies, a zombie with vampire teeth. Um, honestly, straight with you, it's not, to me, it's supposed to be a horror movie, but it's, I consider this movie to be a comedy movie. But like I said, if you're a fan of Saturday the 14th, or the sequel Strikes Back also, then you know what you get. It's like a horror comedy movie. But it's very enjoyable. I like it. It's something different. Um, honestly, there's no kill scenes in this movie, by the way. Um, the movie had a little bit thinking at the end of it, but at the same time, it's a good old-fashioned, kind of like a haunted house, haunted, haunted catacomb type of movie. You know how you go to a haunted house on Halloween? And you know the people wear the costumes they scare you to death you know that's how this movie is it's like that but it's an enjoyable movie it's really more of a comedy than all so check it out graveyard disturbing dvd movie buffer and i'm going to be talking about an independent like a crime drama movie called gorgasm and um this is a pretty good independent movie i actually liked it, it. and it was done by like early 1990 and I like the music. The soundtrack. Let me say the soundtrack is awesome. The outro song for the killer is awesome too. At the ending credits. And what the movie is about is about a detective going after a S and M serial killer. And there's a female who goes to guys' houses and gives them the ultimate climax, which is like they feed off S and M and they like the torture. But they re but with the twist, the end results of it that she kills them. So the detective go after her, you know, trying to find clues. And pretty much that's what the whole movie's about. I mean, there ain't no, there's nudity in the movie, to be honest with you. But besides that, I like the kill scenes. For an independent movie, it's pretty good, though. I actually liked it. In. So anyway, check it out. Gorgasm. It's a, it's a good movie. What's up, everyone? It's me, JD Movie Buffer. I'll be doing another movie review. And the movie I'm going to talk about is from one of my DVD updates, it's Ghost House. Which was a movie that I wanted to review and share with you guys and gals because I really didn't like this fucking movie, man. And I feel so bad for giving away the German hard white case version away selling it at Amazon.com. I wish I still have it. But um, I'll be talking about that version, not the Japanese version that I have, only because that's the one I saw first anyway. And um, let me tell you about the Ghost House. If you get, if you're lucky to own that OPP version of Ghost House, the limited edition with the number, I think it was six 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 on the background, where whoever owns, how many people actually own it, then you're fucking lucky because this one contains the soundtrack to the movie, that creepy every soundtrack, you know, and that's that's good enough reason to own it too. Not only that. I like the casing on it too, and I, damn, I feel so fucking bad for selling it. But anyway, let me give you my experience from the movie. Ghost House is a, it's about a girl with an evil clown, right? And the clown, 
calling her parents. And then it goes to a house that are haunting to um, survive, excuse me, people that come to the house to visit in order to do an investigation. And this movie is creepy, man. I mean, it's fucking creepy. And that, to me, when it comes to a ghost movie, when it comes to the horror genre, especially when it comes to the ghost genre, what makes a great ghost movie has to be creepiness. Now, the, you got ghost movies now, and modern day ghost movies right now, the only thing they do is blood and gore, blood and gore. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It's a good thing, though. I mean, if it's, a, if it, if it's entertaining, fine, it's entertaining. But to me, what really makes a good ghost movie is the creepiness factor. So creepy, you be like, you know, that's a ghost movie right there. And Ghost House delivers that shit from beginning to end. It's creepy. The soundtrack is fucking awesome. I love the background music. An evil clown? You can't be a fucking evil clown. You got ghosts, evil clown, and a haunted house. That is the great combination of Maybe that's why I like this movie so much because it lived up to the fucking title, you know. Um, I don't know if Ghost House is the original name for it because this is an Italian movie anyway, and it was directed by a popular Italian guy anyway. Um, Ben Alberto Lenzi, Lizzi, Alberto Lenzi. I mean, I know he's a popular Italian director though, but um, and now that it was shot in New York, East Coast motherfucker, <laughs> just joking. But it was shot in New York anyway. And so pretty much, I mean, people that would come to visit the house and the investigators, and you got a guy, a backpacker, also make also went inside the house, and then people start dying one by one, you know. And um, I don't want to ruin it too much because I want to I want to tell you the reason why the house is haunted and the purpose of the girl and that evil clown because this this movie is a story because it let's just say the dad at the beginning. He deserves that shit what he deserves, you know, for messing with the dead. Let's just leave it as that. You don't mess with the dead. <laughs> let's put it like, let me just say that again. Um, all in all, um, Ghost House is a real enjoyable movie. You like the twist ending. You like the evil clown. You, you like the scenery. I mean, not like a lot of blood or gore or anything. Don't get the wrong idea, but like I said, it's Ghost House. It's a ghost movie, and, and, and again, it lives up to the fucking hype. The creepiness factor is awesome. Peace, bye, and I hope you enjoy this. And it's called Full House for the Devil. Let me make sure I got the title right. And it's with George Hilton, a very popular actor. And um, this is this spaghetti western is more comedy. I mean, you have your action elements, but it's really more comedy. But I really enjoyed it. It's really good. And a lot of people really don't enjoy comedy spaghetti western. I guess people are more diehard action straight to the point western. Janeiro, but um, this is a really good movie. Um, Joseph plays a character that protects his fr friend from selling his ranch to the land baron. Now, of course, he went to hijinks. He's kind of like a woman, nice that guy, you know, good looking guy, you know, how Italian cinema is good looking guy. You gotta have to have that good looking guy. And um, of course, he has the hijinks in the ball fight scene, and he got caught, he got framed for a murder that he did not commit. Befriended with another robber in a jail, excuse me, he befriended with a robber who was in jail with him and then decided to team up together to rob one bank, you know, comical scene again, and then he left to go back to his ranch 
found out that his friend died because of the Land Baron's gang. So he goes out to get revenge. And pretty much he gets his revenge and then he got caught by the Land Baron. But he's going back to the ranch to stop him. And it's a little torture scene, but nothing like too serious. Oh, so if you talk, talk about getting tired and shot with bullets, getting tortured like that, but yeah, pretty much that's what it is. And it has this big finale gunfight scene with George Hilton and the guy who who befriended with the host to haunt him, but they end up becoming friends again, teaming up to stop the land baron. All in all, this is a good spaghetti western comedy flick. Hey guys and gals, today I'll be talking about Tales of Halloween and finally have a chance to see this movie and um, I just want to say something man, I, I did I did enjoy this movie, you know, but to this day, since the movie Trick or, Trick or Treat came out in 2007 and after, I, I consider that to be like the modern Halloween movie of the year, like you have to watch it like every Halloween or every October at least, you know. And after Trick or Treat came out, there have been so many Halloween themed movies coming out in October, you know. And I don't think anything beat it, you know. I had high expectations for a lot of it. Tales of Halloween will fit in that category for me. I think Trick or Treat from 2007 is still the top Halloween themed movie since it came out. And after it, I don't think anything could beat it, you know. I'm not saying the ones before it, you know. Halloween Part 1 will always be the greatest one. But I'm saying. When it comes to anthology horror themes or Halloween themes, Trick or Treat delivered a modern day take on it. Because it was well so it was well connected, the anthology went well. And so Tales of Halloween, it's like I think it's about ten short. It's gonna be hard for me to run them down because I don't want to spoil anything. But there's some some of the shorts is alright. And there's a few that is good that I actually liked it, believe it or not. And um the movie starts with Adrian Barbara as a radio DJ doing some narration. Um, the movie does have some connections with story. You might see the same actors in different sketches, like the Trick or Treaters, for example. Um, you see Felicia Rose make two little guest appearances in two spots. Um, Tales of Halloween, I mean, it, it's alright. You know, I mean, I did, like I said, I did enjoy it, but it's not better than Trick or Treat. Definitely not. Um, my, my favorite sketches is like, like I would say the first the second one or third one, I think. The second one is with um, um, with with one of the trick or treat got caught trying to mess with this guy's house, and the guy kind of like I don't want to spoil the sketch for you, but let's say the guy kind of took him in under his wing to cause trouble around the town, with causing bad pranks, and it has a good twist ending on this one. Um, the third one also has a good twist ending. It's about these trick, these kids killing these party goers in their house. But it, you, like the kids, like, like they, like said, you might, you might think they're bad guys, but let's just say it does have a good twist at the end. Like if you watch a lot of horror movies, you could, f you could definitely figure out the third story. You know, it's the one with Tiffany Shepherds in it, and it also had that one, that guy who's, I think he's one of the trauma guys. They did a couple of trauma movies, the one that got stabbed by the witch, witch girl. Um, you got um. Another sketch where, which I liked it was was the witch woman that really wants a kid, but and always beat up her man up all all the time, you know that that one was good also. Um, though this one there was a couple of comedy elements in it of course, but there's one comedy moment I like is this sketch called Friday the Thirty First, where it's kind of like spoofing on Jason but with a twist. You know you have like this little cute alien saying trick or treat, 
trick or treat. <laughs> I thought it was funny as hell, man. And it kind of like paid a little homage to Evil Dead a little bit, I would say, you know. Um, I mean, I mean, you got a, a couple. Those are like maybe I would say like like my favorite sketch from from Tales of Halloween, you know. And this, like I said, the rest of them they they just okay. They just decent to me. Um, I kind of liked how they ended it, you know. I thought how they ended it was pretty well, you know, like paint letting you know Halloween's like pretty much like fucked up, like with the super pumpkin, you know, scene. Uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin that moment for you, but tell Halloween, I I enjoy it. I mean, I can see people watching this every Halloween also, just like Trick or Treat from two thousand seven. But like I said, when it comes to the modern Halloween theme movies, like after since Trick or Treat came out from two thousand seven and so on. I think no movie did not be trick or treat yet, you know, especially in the anthology horror, horror genre, you know, of Halloween themes, you know. Cause let me let me tell you something. In my opinion, you have to have it like really well connected, you know. And I feel like Trick or Treat 2007 delivered that more than Tales of Halloween could, you know. I don't think Tales of Halloween did it delivers, but it did deliver like executed like with greatness, you know, as Trick or Treat did. But like I say, I mean, the sketches wasn't bad, you know. But I think there was a few of them that that they do. Outstand like those are the ones I mentioned are my personal favorite. Anyway, peace, guys. See you later. Hey guys and gals, today I'll be talking about the movie Fear No Evil from 1981. Very excited to talk about this movie. I remember seeing this movie as a kid, and I was like, I was pretty scared of it. And this is actually the second time I'm seeing this movie, and I'm like. Why it was so scary? <laughs> anyway, this movie is about it has just this prelude story about this priest going after a guy who's like the vessel for Lucifer, and um, as as Lucifer killed himself, I would say, um, the priest got set up for the guy's murdered murder. You know, like they think they they, they murdered the guy, but there was a reason why he murdered him because he was Lucifer, and the story progressed with this little boy. Who's born and it's like he's gonna be like the new vessel for Lucifer. Eighteen years pass, he's eighteen years old now. He's in high school, but you know he's older than that. You know how get old people play college like teenagers. I mean, and you got like a cast of characters. You got a guy that it kind of rips off. Like you remember those two couples from Carrie, the two bullies, the the female and the male. They have like a like a, a version of that for this movie, you know, and um. You know, pretty much the guy, the guy is Lucifer himself, and slowly he becomes evil. He's using his evil powers for his own need. He's obsessed with this woman that he likes, but the and the woman that he likes end up having dreams about about him and about this priest who who is like in the beginning of this movie, the priest that was arrested for the guy's murder, pretty much. How he's been in jail and how he, every time he gets tortured by the, one of the Security guard and she ends, ends up feeling it, you know. And you get this old woman who knows the priest, you know. They have like a close bond. And you, as the movie progresses, as the movie moves forward, you find out that all three of them have this special bond that they were like the three angels that were supposed to stop Lucifer in the beginning of time, pretty much what it sounds like. And like the older woman had to teach the young girl, the young lady, to. To help out battle Lucifer in his second coming, pretty much. And um, you get Lucifer killing a dog to get his full power in a way, I would say. And he raises zombies from the dead to kill the students and t- 
tortured the people the um, people of the town pretty much in his own way. Um, just to fast forward, I mean, I thought this movie was alright. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I didn't enjoy it for what it is. Will I see it over and over again? I would say yes for the '80s goodness out of the out of out of me being a fan of horror in general. You know, especially '80s horror. Uh, if anybody wants to check it out, you know. Peace, guys. See you later. <laughs> This review because it's called this movie's called Dream Maniac, and I remember seeing this movie a very long time ago on VHS, of course. Because this is this is not on DVD, I wish it was. But um, Dream Maniac, um, what it's about is about this guy who's summoning up this succubus, and then he ended up having this party. His I mean, well, actually, his girlfriend's having this party at his house, and um, so the succubus ended up dropping by the party and start killing people, you know, and summon the guy to kill people for her too. Now, it has this twist ended, I don't want to ruin it because I'll screw up the whole movie, but um, the kill scenes are good, the blood scenes are good, the gore scenes are good, and you will love the drill fight scene also at the ending. Um, the twist ending will make sure what the fuck also, but at the same time you'll enjoy it anyway. If you like those 80s, like the mid 80s to the late 80s style of horror movies that are so campy and silly, then you're definitely gonna love this movie, man. I'll say it was right up there with Slumber Party. But it's a very enjoyable movie, man. Dream Maniac. It's good to see it again. And I love the soundtrack, by the way. The um, synthesizer soundtrack, like, it's pretty cool, man. It was me, DVD Movie Buffer. And this movie is fucking awesome. Read the title. It's called Doom Asylum, right? And you know what, knowing you haters, you're gonna hate this anyway, but me, I fucking love this movie. And this is how much I love this movie. Fucking haters. Anyway, Doom Asylum is stupid, cheesy, campy, silly, and dumb. And I don't mean that in a bad way, I meant that in a fucking good way, way by the way. It's about these two couples that got into a car accident, right? The woman's dead, the man is alive, right? His body's disfigured and fucked up. So he's not going around killing people, that's how the storyline went, right? And he lives in an asylum. So then, this, many years later, you have these young, young adults, right? It's partying, you know, acting silly. So they decided to hang out in an asylum where the killer runs around rampage. You know what I'm saying? And they have silly kill scenes. And you know what? If you look closely, I think Kristen Davis is in this movie from Sex in the City. Well, anyway, um, you would definitely love the ending for this movie. It's very silly. It's a silly as twist ended. And, again, and what I like about this killer, he has these one-liners, like, the killer's a smart-ass. But not just the movie, like, I mean, not just the killer, excuse me, but, like, the whole movie have one line. Like, each of the actors have one-liners. They all act stupid, man. I love this movie. Doom Asylum. Hey, guys and gals. Today I'll be talking about a Giallo, and I love talking about Giallo movies, by the way, when it comes to the horror genre. Um, this one is called Don't Torture a Duckling from 1972, done by the legendary horror icon director Lucio, Lucio Felucio, Felucci. I hope I'm saying that name right. I keep on saying that because I'm bad with names. But um, this is, has to be one of the. I mean, there's there's a slew of Giallo movies I have reviewed. A slew of them have watched, and um, there've been a lot of good ones. I'm gonna be honest with you. And the good thing with Giallos is that. You always want to know who the killer is, and he's always the one that always, like, the least you unexpected, unexpected, you know what I'm saying? Um, if you watch movies like this all the time, 
You can probably figure out who the killer is. But um, again, it's always the least you unexpected, and that's what's so good about Jalo movies. I mean, I think like like movies like Usual Suspect, even though Usual Suspect Suspect or Scream One wasn't Jalo, but it could be a Jalo style because Wes Craven did. I mean, like Scream was Craven did a great job on that movie because you didn't know who the killer was, you know. And that's the beauty, beautiful thing about Jalos. It's like you don't know who the killer is, and Don't Torture a Duck is no different. But I think this. Out of all of them I have seen, who, who the killer is, I think this has to be like one of the. I'm probably, I was probably say like one of the top five in my list, because this this is very underrated. This, this is very underrated because a lot of people don't talk about it too much as they as they used to, because this was on in early 1972, and I think more people should talk about this one because I know the title's not to me. The title's not catchy though because that's why I guess most people might be turned off by it. But when you have a director, a famous, a talented director, it, it makes you want to see it. So to me, I think that Lucio Felucio, or Felucci, excuse me for saying his name wrong, it will be the reason why you want to want to watch this movie, you know. But the title, I wish they, I wish they had given a better title. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. And one fault I have a nitpick about this movie is the poster art. Like, not this poster art, but the like the original Italian poster art. It kind of gives away the killer, you know. Spoiler. But I advise you not to look at the talent poster art because it, it just it just ruins it. I don't know why would you advertise a movie during its time. I mean, and just show who the killer is, you know. So I advise anyone do not look at the original poster art. Anyway, Don't Touch a Duckling is about this town and these young boys are getting murdered and killing them, and and you get this big investigation of this police force. Where I don't know who the killer is or why they're killing these young kids. You got cast up characters, of course, just like any other Giallo, like who the killer is. If, if that person's the killer, you got like a witch woman. You got this rich girl. You got a reporter. You know, you got a slew of people that, that it kind of like trying to make you guess like if that, if that, if that person's the killer. Or if this person is, is if, like you might think it's the obvious, but it's really not. Then you be wondering, is that person the killer? Um, the kill scenes for these young kids is simple kill scenes, you know, but the special effects is kind of like cheesy. There's one, one kid that gets drowned in the pool, of course, it's a dummy kill scene. Like, they put a, a dummy with the mouth open, you know, in the pool, but it's just funny how they set it up, you know. Um, the soundtrack for this movie is really good. Um, there's one scene that kind of offends me, you know, when the townspeople want to take justice in their own hand of the person they think they killed the, these kids. And the way this this person got accused, you know, is it's kind. Of, I don't want to spoil that scene for you. Who 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 gets that beaten? It, it was just so emotional to me. It was like it pissed it pissed me off. You know the way they did it. It's like how dare you do that to that person? Pretty much, you know, you're not even sure. You don't got no proof. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, it kind of offends me though. But um, yeah, it's one of those. See, that's why you got like like with that talent movie. They usually put scenes that will like make you. Uh, Crings or pissed off or something, you know. So that's how good Italian movies are. But besides that, um, well, of course, without spoiling no ending, um, I don't want to spoil it. But um, you find out who the killer is, of course, when you toast the end, and you find out the reason why the killer do what the killer wants to do. You know. Um. Yeah. Um. All in all, don't torture a duckling. I mean, I know the title title's like a turn off, but I say definitely check it out. I'll give it a chance. Anyway, peace, guys. See you later.
you. Um, I have this in my collection, actually, and I just didn't notice it. And um, the movie I'll be talking about is Dolomite, which is a classic black exploitation movie. And Dolomite is about this pimp, right? It was in jail, but now got out on release just to do some undercover work for the high ups of the prison, you know? Just go to this cover street, stop drugs and corruption. So Dolomite goes undercover, you know? Actually, he's, he's not actually going undercover. He's just walking around doing his same old business, actually. But all in all, it's a good movie, man. He goes up against a, a pimp, another pimp that's trying to take that control of his territory now. Plus, he also works for the this former pimp also works for the white man. Which, in a way, I guess he supplies him with the drugs and, and money and power. And you know, they go around corrupted streets while Dolomite jive talking, gun shooting. Martial arts kick it and a lot of martial arts in this movie. You got Kung Fu hookers. I mean, come on. And not only that, you got this finale with the bar fight scene. And everybody going around doing Kung Fu, everybody doing karate and shit. Like, everybody martial arts. Even the, even the cook is doing martial arts. It's like the funniest movie ever, man. I mean, I mean one of the funniest movie ever, but it's very enjoyable, very entertaining. Dolly Might. There's other movies that he did also. Made with different tiles, but right, Dolomite has to be the one that stands out. It's a good movie, and you know what? Since this is like a 70s theme movie, also, well, it is a 70s movie, excuse me. Let me give a special shout out to Vanessa Del Rio, the original Vanessa Del Rio at YouTube. She just subscribed to my page, and I want to say thank you for subscribing, Vanessa, and thank you for accepting my friend's invitation, also. I appreciate, and I appreciate that you like my videos, so. I hope there's a lot of videos that you also enjoyed that I did, and check them out. Maybe there might be movies you might want to rent or own also. Who knows? And um, yeah, check out Vanessa Del Rio's YouTube page also, and also get her movies because she is one of the legends, one of the icons of adult movie industry. If it wasn't for her, a lot of us men wouldn't be having a big smile on our face. <laughs> anyway, um, Dolomite. Check it out. Peace. Bye. I'm very excited to review this one also. Uh, this movie is called Dead Heat. Classic, classic movie. Speaking for me. It's a sci-fi action comedy. Um, you have Joe Piscopo and Treat Willems. To me, good actors. They're comparing this together. I think Joe Piscopo compared this movie to... Um, Lethal Weapon, Robocop, um, Night of the Living Dead combined together, but in a comical sense of form. Uh, it's about these two cops, they investigate a case about these lifelike dead bodies coming to life and why they were brought back, how they came to life. They went to a, a plant, a power plant, like a pharmaceutical plant, to um, find out what's going on, and they found out that this plant called, I think it was called Delta, that's bringing the dead back to life. But to say that Treatwell's character suffers a death in a decompression tank, died and brought back to life, and his last hours to find out who killed him and to find out what's going on. Um, you have Darren McGarvin in this movie, who's Kojak the Night Stalker. Vincent Price is also in this movie. Like, they're kind of like to the ending and a little bit of the video intro like. But it is an enjoyable movie. I love the comedy, I love the elements of the action and the sci fi in it. And it's just a fun movie. It was meant to have fun and not to be taken too seriously. This is a great movie, man, to me. I like the zombies, the special effects. Let's check it out.